0: David James sitting in for The Vacationing Jake Scott, and Austin's back in the studio. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. Hope you're having a a terrific day, but we have a special treat for you right now. We have a special guest. Ron Boone is going to join David James and me, and this is a reunion of sorts from back in the MJB days. Uh, time probably Ron would like to forget, but uh, we had a lot of fun, didn't we, David? Absolutely. All we did was sit around and talk Nebraska football. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Booner, well, hey, that's, that's, that's when they were good. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, man, Booner, it's good hey, to have you, you on know, the show. How you doing, so, man?
1: So what year was that? I mean, boy, that's been so long ago. and that, and. I think we 98? did the show from 98 to 2001. Really? Memory.
0: Uh, yep. Years Jeez. fly by. The years fly by, Booner, but you don't look any different, and DJ and I do. I don't know what happened to us. <laughs> you
2: got to stop telling your wife that. Every time I see you, tell your wife that, and she's going to start <laughs> believing you.
0: <laughs> well, she does believe it. She looks at you and then she looks at me and said, "What happened to you?" Anyway, Booner, it's good what's to going, have you what's on. Going on fella. You
2: sound like you guys giving away something free. What's going Why are you sitting in the hot seat, not David James? What's going on, there?
0: <laughs> we're just uh, we're down here at uh at Tom's uh warehouse store and uh, he's giving stuff away and we're sitting on a very comfortable couch. DJ Okay, so wh- What kind of place is Tom's warehouse? I mean, it's a it's a furniture store and they have all kinds of uh, adjustable beds okay. and couches and tables and chairs and and lazy boys. Speaking of lazy boys, DJ is here alongside. Oh, you got to be like that. <laughs> Just give me a hard time, Booner. I remember one time. Do you remember this, DJ? We were we were doing the show together. Uh, it was in the uh the, it was either a lockout or strike uh, season I can't remember exactly which one it was but the the arena was empty uh-huh. and you and I and, and Booner were trying to think of things that we could do to draw people into the arena I do remember that. I remember Booner's idea was maybe put on a golf exhibition mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought that would be really that would be quite the adventure you know if you're sitting in aisle 101 and you and then all of a sudden you get a title list across the forehead that would
1: I can just see I can see Booner just standing at midcourt trying to just just smoke balls into luxury suites and let him ping around in there and break as much fine china and glass as possible <laughs>
2: There wasn't anyone wasn't anyone in there you might as well tear up things,
1: up right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you think a good six iron you got to get a little elevation there booner how is a think lot. the
2: the the fun part would have been to be able to to like top golf you know be able to predict your shot you know okay this is gonna be in <laughs> row row 10 in the 18th row and and boom hit it in there you know
0: I have a friend who used to run a golf tournament uh with the pros and uh there was a woman who was sitting in the you know how how close the the fans line the gallery sometimes I mean the uh, fairway yeah. and uh someone teed off one of the pros teed off is well known guy anyway he he hit this woman and he he Ooh. he but and the ball went way out so we had to hit re-hit and he hit the same woman again no, no you you're making 20s. that uh No, no. This was legitimate. And and the woman said, the funniest thing, all my friend who was running it, he went over and he talked to the woman and she said, Tell him to stop. (laughs) (laughs) How is the golf game, Booner? Well, it
2: goes up and down. Some days you think you should be on the tour. The next day you wonder why you picked the game up. You know, it's (laughs) it's, it's, it's not as good as it used to be. The handicap is going up, you know, and. can't get any bets. nobody wants to give me any bets anymore, but I still love the game. Play it anyway.
0: For a guy who who played 140, I mean 1041 straight games or whatever it was, uh, do you have any lingering injury problems uh, from the old days? You know,
2: uh, I had hip replacement in 2007. Um, and then I had a revision done do, 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 about a couple of years ago, and otherwise everything's cool except for the left knee. The left knee is kind of going out, kind of looking bow, you know. So now that left knee, its left leg is shorter than the right. But otherwise, it doesn't affect my golf swing, so I'm not worried about
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> that a kid. That <laughs> a kid. All right, let's get uh, let's get right to the uh, the jazz because that's what the people want to hear about. That's what they want to hear about. Twenty years ago, when we were doing the show, that's what they want to hear about now. This has been an awesome streak. There's been a lot of winning, and obviously the bench has been bolstered and is now playing at a much higher level. But between now and the All Star break, a month from now, they've got. Eight games, home and home with Denver, home and home with Dallas, home and home with Houston. they got Miami and Indiana, who they've lost to on the road. they got both those teams coming in. Are they going to win? Maybe not at the same clip they've been winning against mostly sub-500 teams, but are they going to win at a pretty high rate and sustain the excitement that we've seen build in the last month?
2: If, if you were to ask me this question here, David, early in the year, maybe back in November, in November going into December, I'd say no. You know, but right now the way they're playing, I think they can compete with any team in in the NBA. And and you know, the bench was a problem early in the year. Uh, now, with a couple of changes, things that, things have gotten better. And the great thing is, is that they've been able to improve um, the, the the style of play, the way they're playing before they start playing some of these what you call elite, better teams. We have not played any detective teams. We haven't played Denver. We haven't played Boston. You know, we played Miami and Miami. They still have to come to us. You know, that that type of thing. So, right now, I think we can compete with with, with those teams. Um, hey, just think about—we've beaten the Clippers twice. You know, so I like what I'm seeing right now. I, I think consistency has definitely been the been the key, uh, and defense obviously is is the, the, the strength of this basketball team.
0: Ron, have you ever seen Rudy Gobert play better than he has been over the past month or so?
2: Uh, he's gotten better and better every year. Uh, and I'm one of those guys that when he first came in the league, you know, I liked him. I thought that he was going to uh, be a player for this team, but I didn't think he was going to be the kind of player he is now, strictly because he wasn't a player that you can put the ball on his hands and, and he'd play with his back to the basket. And I'm thinking – what center can dominate or impact a basketball game, and you can't rely on him uh, to giving the ball on the low block and and get something done? But Quinn has done, a, has done a great job of how they use him, and he has impacted the game. And he is playing his best best basketball right now. If he doesn't make the All Star
1: game, it's a shame. Tim JB in the afternoon, <laughs> Ron Boone. I just want to say that it just feels good to say. That. <laughs> well, Ron Boone joining us here, and I am uh, intrigued by the bench play and how good it's gotten and how well they shoot the ball, and I start going through the stats for the league, and I realize today, and this moves every day because there's some guys at 39.9 and some guys at 40.1, but today I look at the stats. There were 34 guys in the league shooting 40% or better from three. Wow. The Jazz have four of them. Four of the 34, and as a team, they're shooting 39%, which is more than a point better than the second-best team in the NBA. They Mm -hmm. lead the league by a wide margin. This is a team that was very defensive-oriented the last couple of years. Now they've added Bogdanovich. Niang has stepped into this role. O'Neal's shooting it better. Joe Ingles, who was shooting like 30% early in the year, has shot 50% for like six Mm -hmm. weeks, so he's now up in the 40s and climbing. Is this sustainable? Are they going to shoot the three like this? Because if they are in an offensive-minded league right now and the rules are, are bent towards you, the style of play uh, kind of leans towards you as an offensive team, that would seem to be a very good sign if it's sustainable. Well,
2: I think it's sustainable. And, and even if they dropped a couple of notches down to 39 37% or something like that as a team, they're still getting the same shots. Um, and, Boyan's what, averaging seven attempts a game, he's making mm-hmm. three and, and I think uh Joe might be the same. He might be making about two and a half, two or three the three a game there as well. They work very, very hard at getting three point shots. The only thing that I was thinking at the beginning of the year that I thought they needed to do a little bit more of is, is shoot if they're gonna shoot a lot of three, shoot them more in transition. Something similar to what we saw last night in in um yeah, <laughs> down, down down in – who did do, who do we play last night? The Pelicans. <laughs> yeah, the Pelicans down in New Orleans. They they shoot a lot of transition threes, and they, they and they get a lot of them up, uh, averaging 39 a game. And I thought that's what the Jazz needed. But the way the Jazz use their offense, uh, they just want to get those looks. I think it's sustainable uh, strictly because of, of those two guys uh, – Gang, uh I can see him going up and down. Uh, wow. Royce O'Neal doesn't take anything but quality shots. So I think right now, uh, I'd say yes, it, it would be sustainable.
0: Ron, you're uniquely qualified to comment on Donovan Mitchell and his progression, uh, having played uh, similarly in some ways back in the day, but I What's going on with him beyond just the ability? Because it seems like his leadership, his awareness, his, uh, his vision on the court, there's all kinds of positive things going on with him right now. And last night, he was absolutely spectacular. You know, he, he
2: seems to get better as the game goes on. At like, and, and he's made reference to this, is that he takes advantage of what's given to, what, what they're giving to him. And, 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 and does a very good job of that. Meaning if, if they're forcing him one way, then, you know, he's going to take advantage of that, but he's still going to get back to where he wants to shoot the basketball. You see a lot of guys doing that now. Uh, you force them one way, uh, they, they they'll take that, and then they'll get back to the spot that they want, they want to, uh, where they want to shoot the basketball. Offensively, I watch him work very, very hard with Johnny Bryant. They work on a lot of things. And if you notice, his mid-range game is really, really in, in, improved. And, and he's getting to spots where he's very, very comfortable, where the confidence level is definitely very, very high. But to be as young as he is right now and, and his ability to take over a basketball game, it, it's just unbelievable. He has so much confidence that he can um, shoot the three when he wants to, uh, he distributes the basketball, and, and, you know, he's only averaging 20 shots a game. You know, Boyan's average is about 15. So I, that was, those number of shots are very quality shots that, that he's usually taking. So I agree with you, Gordon. I, I think his, his leadership has really improved over the last three years, and you just don't see that in a, in a player in his third year in the league.
1: So that brings us to the question, how much should we expect out of him in the postseason? Because I think there's obviously two guys in the West – Kawhi Leonard's won two championships with two different clubs. LeBron's won three championships with two different clubs. And frequently in the playoffs, you know, if you have the best star, you win. And if you don't, you don't. And I just, I I mean, Donovan's been awesome and everybody loves him, but I'm not sure we should be putting that on his shoulders in the third year. But people give me the stink eye booner when I say (laughs) I don't see the Jazz getting above the three seed, 55 wins, and going out in the second round. Maybe the Clippers stars take enough games off that they fall to the four seed and they play the Lakers in the second round and the Jazz are on the other side of the bracket and they get to the conference final. But I just think if they have to match up with the Lakers and Clippers, I just don't think I should be putting that on Donovan Now, unless, unless,
0: Booner, you believe in guys like Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles and uh, Jordan Clarkson and the the support group.
2: I think the support group, if you want to call him that, because I think Boyan is is, – boy, he's a star. I think Joe runs the basketball team. I I know you put a lot of this uh, on Donovan, but I think Joe is the key to this team. I mean, because he just – he seems to know how to get it done. He does it at his own pace. Now, who who would and, and how far or how high up in the standings can the Jazz be? And and be. But I think home court advantage would mean a lot, you know, for the Jazz more so than maybe the Lakers or maybe even the Clippers. But home court advantage would be at a huge advantage if they could get something like that. Um, David, that is a great question. I'm not going to make any predictions or anything, you know, on something like that. But they have to be playing. At the peak of their game, they have to be playing similar to what they're playing right now uh, to get to that conference final. If you want to put it, if we, if we want to put it that way, but I like what I'm seeing. Uh, I like the measuring stick. From what I'm seeing, I watch games a lot on TV. You know, trying to scout some of them. But I like the measuring stick that I see with some of these other teams that that's in the Western Conference.
0: Ron, with some of the really talented wings that are out there, do the Jazz, everyone talks about the Jazz defense, Rudy Gobert, but Rudy can't cover everybody. And so are they equipped to stop guys like Brandon Ingram? We saw that last night. Maybe nobody is equipped. I don't know. But there are other star players that they're going to run up against. How can they slow these guys down?
2: Yeah, you know, that's awfully tough to do. How do they slow Donovan Mitchell down? I mean, that's tough to do when you have star players like that. I mean they can take it they get it done, they figure it out to the point where they can uh be effective and make an impact on the game out there on the floor. Uh, the big thing here is that you need as a defensive team, you want to take away something. Uh whether it's the 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 points in the paint, you wanna take away the the three point shot attempts last night perfect example is um uh, the Pelicans average 39 three-point shots at ball game, and how many did they get last night? You know, they ended up getting up 26. So that was something they wanted to take away from uh, from the Pelicans. So you try to eliminate some of their strengths in somewhere, knowing that you know their star players are going to um, they're going to get theirs. I mean, they're going to make an impact on the on, on the games somehow. But the Jazz do a great job of uh, putting together a defensive plan. Uh, an offensive plan at shoot-arounds. And watching the games and watching shoot around. you know, I tell you what, 80 you can put it in the 80 percentile that those uh, defensive schemes seem to work.
0: MJB in the afternoon, man, this feels pretty good. Nothing's changed in 20 years. Booner, literally
1: Austin producing this show said, okay, we're out of time, we've got to wrap it up. And like 13 <laughs> seconds
0: later, Gordon is, I want to ask you about the oh <laughs> Hold on here, hold on here. We don't have the privilege of having Ron Boone with us all the time. I, I want to, you know, but I'm, 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 what am I doing here? I'm, uh, I'm searching for wisdom, for knowledge.
1: <laughs> Booner, you told me when I asked you to be on the morning show about a year ago, you said, David, I've retired. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe
0: you were going to be on the afternoon show. Today. He's got it's, too much it's, to it's, give it's, to retire. It's,
1: uh,
2: David, it's all because of you, man. Whatever, you, 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 whatever. whatever. That's why you didn't uh, go on. with uh, <laughs> Thanks for
0: joining us, Ron. We appreciate it. Oh it's a all lot right, of fun. David.
2: You're, you're the best I know, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. It was a pleasure to
0: see you, Ron.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you got you. to see me,
1: baby. <laughs> he says that to me all the time. Shoot around. I'm glad you got to see me, David. And boom! Out
0: the door. <laughs> Ron Boone, the one, the only. Thanks, Ron. That was fun. That was. And that's why
1: I have a hard time picking the Jazz higher than the three seed. Because it comes down to stars, and you've got two guys over there in their prime. LeBron, who's extended his prime well beyond what most players do. And Kawhi, was literally in his prime.
0: You don't believe in group achievement. You don't think that that the, can the happen. The star
1: usually beats the group. Not always, but the star usually but beats when you the have, group.
0: But if you have two all-stars on your team. The Warriors needed three. <laughs> what if Mike Conley, you know, and who's going to play apparently tomorrow night, what, what if Mike Conley comes around and yep. can join sort of a trifecta? Yep. And then you've got Bogdanovich on top. Can that overcome? Uh,
1: sure, maybe, but the odds are no. Try to remember the Warriors had three bona fide All-Stars. One of them got suspended for being a knucklehead, <laughs> and they lost game five, and they blew a 3-1 lead, and they lost the series. They should have had a 3 P. It's ultimately, I guess, could have been a four-peat, but whatever. Knucklehead, huh? That was a knucklehead move. Thanks, Carl. That was a knucklehead (laughs) move. There's no other way to put it. That was a knucklehead (laughs) move, Draymond. Even he has said uh, that wasn't his best moment. Yeah. All right. Uh, We'll be right back.